0: The NHL says Niet to the Evgeny Dodonov deal. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Kardasco. Follow us at VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan here in Las Vegas, which you can also hear on the Odyssey app. Joining me on this edition of Lockdown Golden Knights is Chris Golick. Many of you might know him from the local hockey circles. And we're going to learn more about Chris coming up ahead. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first lesson. It's free and available on all platforms. So a couple of days after the Golden Knights thought that they had dealt Evgeny Dodonov and his $5 million salary away to the Anaheim Ducks, the NHL, in their words, invalidated the trade for the winger to the Ducks, which was submitted right before the final horn, as we know, right? At Monday's trade deadline, so the league, in its ruling, they said that the trade could not be concluded because the Donoff's contract includes a limited no-trade clause, which has not been complied with. So now the big question here: everyone is wondering who is at fault after the Donoff allegedly, supposedly filed his 10-team no-trade list to uh, the former team, Ottawa, back in late June. And that happened right before Vegas acquired Dodonoff. We are finding out that Dodonoff himself did not agree to waive his no-trade clause for Anaheim when VGK asked him to do so. That happened right before the trade deadline. But the consensus is that the blame lies with the Senators. So Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet on Wednesday he said that in the VGK Ottawa trade something came up that convinced the VGK and the National Hockey League, that the Donoff had lost his no-trade clause protection, or they were given an old list, which made the Golden Knights and the NHL believe that there was not an updated list filed. A ton of gray area. Was there a list or not? We don't know. And we have heard that the Donoff himself was adamant that he had a no-trade clause, which included Anaheim. So let me now bring in Chris Golick. And Chris, this is an absolutely embarrassing situation. And now Evgeny Dodonov is in a real difficult situation himself. Will Will VGK still try to deal Dodonov? And if so, any trades now, a player is not eligible for the remainder of the season, nor are they eligible for the playoffs if they are with a contender. This is a mess.
1: Yeah, so first off, um, the Golden Knights, they were branded and built as a bunch of misfits. Is there a bigger VGK misfit than the Donoff right now? How
0: I mean, do you, you say misfit in Russian?
1: Misfits. There is there no <laughs> bigger misfit on the Golden Knights than the Donoff. And this poor guy basically had to go on record and say, I don't want to play for Anaheim, which... Also now he's on record saying I don't want to help the Golden Knights achieve their uh, their salary cap roulette wheel that they've been spinning you know not just this season but for last season and the season prior and it kind of seems like the roulette ball has uh, bounced out of the wheel you know sort to speak the the wheels have come off the ball is off the is out of the roulette wheel you know it's it's a mess you think about what happened with Mark Andre Fleury him not being. Notified possibly of a potential trade to Chicago early early in the year. And now this, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions.
0: The Vegas Golden Knights in their tweet today said that they recognize the league's decision and welcome Evgeny back to our club. <laughs> and that just do like do we get a welcome back video? We need one of those welcome back videos with Chance meeting uh, the Donoff at the airport and greeting him and welcoming back into the city. You know what? Maybe they'll do a tribute video right before the game against Nashville. It's embarrassing, I think, for all parties involved. But I'm starting to get a little bit of a feeling that Ottawa may have fleeced VGK. Are you starting to feel that way, too?
1: I mean, maybe. You know, I'm reading a lot of the same things you are out there. And when you run a business and a a business of this nature and all this commerce and money that goes across... I just have to think it has to be someone's job to know inside and out all of these things. Now, if, if VGK had an old stale list, then sure, this could definitely be um, the blood can be on Ottawa's hands. And now they're saying there could be some type of compensation coming down the road, not only to VGK, but also to Anaheim as a result if Ottawa is found at fault here. But you know, like, how does that someone pick up the phone and say, hey, here's what's coming. We're getting close to the deadline. You know, again, back to the Flory situation. And then if, if the Donoff's agent gets called and says, stop, they're on, they're on the no trade list, maybe this plays out differently. I don't know.
0: And, and we're also finding out that Chris Golic is with us. I'm Tony Kardasco, and this is Locked On VGK. But we're also hearing, finding out today, that the Donoff did not agree to waive the no trade clause for Anaheim to be traded to Anaheim when VGK asked him right before the trade deadline. So now VGK, uh, this, you got to shift just some of the blame and part of the embarrassment now to the Golden Knights. Yes, it could have been Ottawa at the outset, but the Golden Knights, they have not handled this very well themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, going back to my
1: previous statement, there has to be. I don't know if it's going to be an intern or an assistant general manager or where it falls in between, but someone has to be going through, I mean, that's what the trade call is, right? The, you know, I'm learning more about how this whole thing plays off, but you have a GM or two representatives agree on a trade in principle verbally. And then that's when the trade call happens. That's when they go over line by line of the contract. And I just, I can't imagine that in a business this big, not just Vegas, but the NHL as a whole, that something like this just slips through the cracks. I don't understand that as a fan. I don't understand that as someone trying to, you know, learn more about the situation. I don't
0: necessarily recognize it also as a season ticket holder or investor into the team. There are other repercussions of this deal not going through, Chris. In particular, the salary cap. And from day one, VGK has said, we've never had any salary cap issues, which is an out and out lie. VGK is in trouble against the cap. Kelly McCrimmon said this week that Mark Stone and Alec Martinez would be returning soon and Robin Leonard by the end of the season with what, 16 games remaining. So if Stone and Martinez are healthy and VGK has to take them off of the LTIR, The Golden Knights would be way over the cap. Uh, Mark Stone, nine and a half million. Uh, Martinez, I think, is five and a quarter million. And so the salary cap now is an absolute disaster.
1: Yeah, I mean, there might be some um, gamesmanship involved at at this point, you know, going back to uh, how everyone was pointing the finger at Tampa Lester and Kucherov. Maybe one of these injuries might last a little bit longer. Again, with McCrimmon stating that Stone and Martinez are maybe possibly coming in a little bit closer, even patched for ready. All of a sudden, right after the, the donoff is gone, like, you know, you start connecting the dots here and, you know, maybe Vegas is up to some of uh, Vegas's ways with the, uh, you know, circumventing things a little bit, I, I don't know. But now all of a sudden, like you just said, now we got $5 million that's going to have to be parked unless of course, maybe a deal does get made with the off to a non-contending club at this point. And, but who's going to take on his contract. That's a non-contending club. Like, what are you going to, what can you possibly get with that? I mean, I guess we can give up a draft pick or something like that,
0: but that's, that's the tough sell. That's a real tough sell at this point. And I'm wondering if a lot of teams do not want to do business with VGK, try to get them back, you know, and try to get back to even keel with the Golden Knights, who have absolutely ruled in the Pacific Division and in the West, you know, since they entered the league. As we mentioned on the podcast this last week, a uh, Dodonoff move, again, would set off a chain reaction, We've heard about a potential Riley Smith extension. Uh, We talked Hmm. about Robin Leonard, the fact that he could return or Mark Stone or Alec Martinez. How could VGK say that these players are ready to return, right? And then say, no, sorry, they're not ready. And we have to put them back on the long-term IR. How does the league monitor that? You can't reactivate those players now if they are healthy, right? The NHL says that they have to be on the active roster. Yeah, I mean,
1: starting with Mark Stone, like like a broken leg, we know that's going to take a, an Achilles injury, all those things. They have timelines and stuff like that. Mark Stone has a sore back. That's not something that is exactly as cut and dry as those other injuries I just stated. So, you know, and, and Alec Martinez, I mean, not to go too off stride here, but he was supposed to join the team in late
0: January. Yeah, he came well, back, he and, practiced, and then he went back into, you know, on the injured list. And I think he's had a lot more complications with that uh, laceration to his face, the accidental skate that he took. Yeah. And then I think there were other complications. And at one point, we heard Pete DeBoer even hint that it might have been a concussion for Alec Martinez. And so, yeah, he's had a ton of complications. But when these guys are ready, and now you have Kelly McCrimmon already signaling the NHL. These guys are ready to come back. Mm -hmm. Are we going to have another situation like we had against Colorado here in Las Vegas with the Vegas Golden Knights a year ago where they (laughs) only suited up 15 players? You have to wonder about that. I
1: I was at that game. I took my neighbor across the street and and watching the players. Well, the news came out about like 20 minutes or so before the pregame skate. I was scrolling Twitter and, and I'm like, this is, at that point, possibly the most important regular season game in VGK history. Now, unfortunately, we're every game between now and the end of the season is the most important game in VGK history, the most important regular season game. But it's just like, how, how does that happen, you know, for a team that doesn't have any salary cap issues? And, you know, if they can limp into the playoffs somehow, at this point it's going to be a limp because we might have just lost the ability to have, you know, Two of those three players you mentioned between Leonard, Stone, Martinez, and even Patch Wright, depending on his situation. One of them's gonna be on the bench or on the long-term IR. And this team healthy at the start of the season, Stanley Cup favorite, top three, top four favorite. The Eichel deal happens. Looking back, we can say what we want about that now. I mean, Tuck, you know, and Peyton Krebs are you know developing very nicely. But it's, they're in a weird spot right now, and they got to find a way to get in, and all of a sudden there will be a miraculous return to health by a lot of players because the salary cap goes away when the playoffs start. No one wants to play Vegas in the first round. No one wants to play them in any of the rounds.
0: Yeah, and I think there could be fallout if VGK does not make playoffs, and we'll talk about the schedule coming up later on uh-huh. uh, down the stretch. It gets a little easier, but you have to believe there could be some fallout Kelly McCrimmon, I think, is starting to become under fire. And Pete DeBoer, I think uh, now you have the national reporters uh, guessing if he'll be fired or not. So uh, the, the VGK at this stage, at this point of the season, they are making headlines, I think, for all the wrong reasons. And even if this isn't their fault and they were fleeced, so to speak, you know, by Ottawa, it still does not put VGK in a positive light, does it?
1: So one of uh, Foley's quotes early on when the Golden Knights were just developing to a team was playoffs in three, cup in six. And then I think he adjusted that later on. Okay, well, how about playoffs in three and cup in five? Who would have thought, you know, after season one and even the last two seasons, making it to the conference final, we would be behind schedule. <laughs> that's that's crazy to think of that like that. And, right. You know. The one person that I don't think that should suffer in this is DeBoer. I mean, I get he's going to be, he's going to have the limelight once the game is out there. He's responsible for the lineup once the game starts and who he puts out there on the uh, much scrutinized power play and everything. But show me a business that's going to operate at a high level of efficiency when you're down over a third of your payroll on a nightly basis. You're down your top you know, three or four performing employees out of 20. It's, there's going to be some suffrage there. There's going to be a lot.
0: When we return, we're going to be talking about the current VGK goaltending situation. You are listening to Lockdown Golden Knights. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep within a week. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it is America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can't feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. Warm yourself up from the inside out with a limited-time recipe They have all sorts of recipes inspired by cozy classics from around the world, like beef tenderloin and cheese fondue, and miso sesame shrimp and bacon ramen. HelloFresh offers the flexibility that you need to easily customize your order online or on the app. Easily, uh, you can change your delivery day, you can change your food preferences, and plan, size, or skip a week. Whatever you need to do, take it from me. HelloFresh makes cooking so easy and fast. I'm always on the run. This is a great option. Go to HelloFresh.com slash lockdown16 and use the code lockdown16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash lockdown16 and use the code locked on 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Hello, Fresh, America's number one meal kit. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Nights your first listen. And for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local expert. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golic, who you will hear from, hopefully, a lot more coming up in the future. And, Chris, I want to talk uh, up now about the VGK goalie situation. McCrimmon (laughs) said recently, okay, Robin Leonard will return soon. We don't know what soon means in the VGK world." Loren Prussois, he is in the doghouse. I mean, I got to tell you, because he can't stop pucks, especially elevated ones. And Logan Thompson has now become the mystery starter. They have rode him now, what, four straight games? Were you surprised that they played him in the back-to-back Minnesota and Winnipeg? I mean, granted, you know, the team couldn't score in front of him, but are you feeling that he starts against Nashville on Thursday night?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Logan Thompson is the man right now. Um, Going back to some tendencies from DeBoer, go back uh, not... Uh, the previous year, but when we played Vancouver, when they took us to seven games, which also had DeBoer in a sticky situation with the power play, nevertheless, but games six and seven, back to back, Leonard when the entire VGK landscape was screaming for Flurry to you know go game seven for the back to back, and what happens? Leonard comes and shuts Vancouver out, and you know we advance um, to the conference final at that point. So DeBoer will ride the goalies, he will ride the hot hand. And just looking, if you take off the two games that Logan played against Winnipeg, he's got a 9-4-5 save percentage. Small sample size, three games, 110 shots, 104 saves. He, he's hot right now. He's got the swagger. You saw the comments he made in the post game. that was something alluded to even though every goalie coach living in their mom's basement doesn't believe in something. I think he I was alluding to, to me. I think he was, he was it,
0: definitely but, pointing towards me when he said that. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. But he's got the goalie swagger. He's young. You know, he's, he's only one year in the AHL before that floating around some other leagues. He's got the swagger. He's got the confidence. He's cocky. Maybe even a little bit arrogance, very nice guy. Like when you're watching in warmups and stuff, but you know, he's, Got what it takes, at least right now. And we've seen goalies, you know, unheard. I mean, he was, you know, the number three goalie whom McCrimmon in the preseason gave no vote of confidence to to be the backup. Like, Bressois was the day one signing. No confidence for Logan Thompson. There was even a comment of some sort made that, you know, it's, he's not ready yet. Well, we're in the most important games of VGK's regular season life here in season five. And we are
0: riding Logan Thompson. And I like it. Yeah, I, I also like that there's some element of excitement now. Because in the past, you knew that the VGK was going to be in the playoffs. They were just <laughs> battling for positioning. But right now, I got to tell you, there's so much parody, especially, you know, in the Western Conference, that it's kind of exciting for me to watch. And I wonder if the team is scoreboard watching. They must be now, every each and every night. You know, and getting back to the goalies, you know, DeBoer said that tough decisions have to be made every night, and he took a direct swipe at Brosois when he said you cannot yes. play if you can't stop the puck, and so I just – I cannot buy it. I cannot buy what, Kel- what Kelly McCrimmon is selling because he said VGK did not reach out to any team to, dis- to discuss a trade for a goalie. That is nonsense. It's got to be nonsense because – They have absolutely no confidence right now with Laurent Brassois. And again, I just think that Robin Leonard himself is a wild card. Logan Thompson won't be your playoff goalie. He could be the number two goalie behind perhaps Leonard, but I still cannot buy what uh, Kelly McCrimmon had said about not reaching out to other clubs. What are your thoughts, Chris? Um.
1: I think you have to look at the overall situation. I think um, getting the Donoff off off the books was a priority. And then that creates the domino effect to ease some of the salary restraints that are currently happening. So when a statement like that gets made that they weren't shopping a goalie, maybe there was reason for that. And that's that Robin Leonard is ready to return or close to be able to come come back off of LTIR as long as they could ship $5 million off the books. So kind of what we said earlier, now things are being walked back again. You know, the NHL is listening to these statements. They have people listening to these statements. And, you know, someone's going to put up their hand and cry foul a while and say, hey, what the heck's going on in Vegas right now? But I think that's the reason that that statement was made. I think Leonard was close to coming back. I don't think if Leonard was going to be out the rest of the regular season and definitely definitely be out you know possibly into the playoffs i think a deal has to get there if they if, if mccrimmon and McVie and foley still view themselves at least as a contender if they thought they were not a contender the would not have been the only piece dealt there would have been a much larger falling out to possibly strengthen the team to make better moves in the offseason whether they acquire some draft picks and flip them but I definitely think Leonard is. I mean, Leonard made a comment himself um, to one of the local media groups when they when they were talking with them, just passing by, and and also Logan or sorry, uh, Robin made a comment. Uh, I think it was someone through NHL.com even t- reported him having a tear or something like that, and Leonard himself responds and says, "Not true."
0: Yeah, it was actually well. Who he calls, uh, Doctor Saravelli, Frank Saravelli, uh, because Saravelli had reported that Leonard had a broken kneecap and that was his report after he said he had the other uh, tear in his shoulder and who knows what's right or wrong but again when you have several national NHL reporters saying that they had sources that Kelly McCrimmon was indeed looking at goaltenders and I know a lot of this they do have to hide for obvious reasons being a Uh general manager and of course they play a lot of games but you know, he was just so adamant about not reaching out that you have to believe that he was making phone calls. And, and to me, to me, again, I've said it, you know, during the course of the last few weeks, Robin Leonard and Laurent Brossois will not be the two goalies that couldn't bring a cup to Las Vegas. They, they just couldn't. And then how do, you, how do you rotate the goalies now, Chris? How in the world does VGK rotate goalies? Uh, Leonard, perhaps, let's say, that they're stuck with Dodonoff for a while and Leonard can't come back with the cap being in disarray. So what do they do to rotate the goalies? I think it's going to be
1: game by game. And even though the golden Knights did have a rough showing against Winnipeg last night, Logan Thompson kept him in that game. I mean, every game that Logan has started over the last um, four, he came in for a skull relief uh, five games ago against Winnipeg, but he has given VGK a chance and that's the only thing a goalie needs to do is give the team a chance to win and he kept him in I mean it was you know it was what two it was one nothing late in the second I think two nothing they they scored two pretty fast but you gotta score a damn goal at some points we have to get one in the net to get that confidence going Um, but to answer the question night by night but Logan Thompson's going to be the man until he proves otherwise and until Leonard comes back and then obviously there's going to be a, you know, another whole situation. Someone's going to have to move to that point. Um, doesn't because Logan Thompson, I, I, I think he still has a two-way contract, but since he was up past the trade deadline, is he married to BGK now or can they still bring him back down
0: because he has a two-way contract all the way through? Yeah. Great question. Great question. Uh, coming up next, VGK is on the outside looking in. They currently are not in the playoff picture, but they could close the gap over the final 16 games. Myself, Tony Cardasco, and Chris Golick will be talking about the schedule down the stretch as we continue right here on Locked On Golden Knights. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But this year, I am sticking to my resolution to eat right. I'm going to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They are fluffy, they are marshmallowy, they are not just a protein bar, they are a treat and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro. You've got coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They're much better. So a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you can get uh, 15% off on your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked on Golden Knights your first listen. It is free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco, and today we welcome in Chris Golick to our show. And Chris... VGK coming off of those back-to-back road losses. They have now lost seven straight on the road. VGK plays Nashville on Thursday night at the Fortress. They hope to get back into a playoff spot. And then, uh, Chris, after that, we're going to see the schedule sort of easing up. Before we get into the scheduling, Chris, you are definitely a person who is in uh, the local Las Vegas hockey circuit on all levels. And a lot of folks are familiar with you. Uh, Why don't you tell folks a little bit about your background and then we'll get into scheduling.
1: Um, Short version, relocated here uh, from uh, the Chicagoland suburbs, uh, 2008, huge Blackhawk fan. Growing up, uh, the Blackhawks were my first love for a very, very long time. Uh, Fast forward to 2015-16 when the chatter happens about the Vegas Golden Knights and you know and now I'm a, a day 1 season ticket holder for the Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights are my first love. Blackhawks uh, I would say more of a distant second now but you know I still got my love for uh my my old home if you will. Um outside of um being a Golden Knights fan, I am an ice hockey official here in town at all the all the local rinks, City National, uh lifeguard Las Vegas Ice Center. Spend a lot of time around the games um my youngest uh, just started um, a hockey a hockey skating course. Uh, my younger daughter did a bunch of ice skating, so we are we're a hockey family. And also, love for the the Henderson Silver Knights. Also a day one se- season ticket holder. Can't uh, wait to get to the Dollar Loan Center in a couple weeks. That's
0: gonna hopefully uh, rejuvenate the excitement around that team. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, I was saying uh, VGK definitely needs more. Uh, physicality, if you will, and maybe some of those Nighthawks players, the arena football team, maybe some of those guys can skate a little bit (laughs) because they're just getting beaten up, VGK is. Uh, With the schedule being as it is, Chris, how do you feel, you know, that VGK can do down the stretch? I feel personally they can make up some ground after the Nashville game. If VGK can steal a win over the Predators, uh, watch the game a little bit. They were blown out in L.A. on Tuesday night. Then they can pick up points, I think, in a hurry. Saturday at noon at the Fortress, the Blackhawks. Now, of course, minus Mark andre Fleury. Then back-to-back games against the Kraken in Seattle, followed by a home-and-home at the Canucks. You've got the Coyotes visiting Las Vegas. Who knows what they'll have down the stretch. If they will run out of gas, if they peak, They still away. have Phil Kessel. Yeah, they <laughs> still do. No one, Yeah, they wouldn't trade him. And then, <laughs> and then the Canucks, you know, back again in Vancouver. PGK has the Flames, the Oilers on that same road trip. Got Vancouver at Calgary at uh, the Oilers. That's a tough road trip. They play the Devils, the Capitals, the Sharks, the Stars. Blackhawks again, they close it out on April the 29th with the Blues. But can they make up some points, let's say, even if the roster stays about the same? Well, newly acquired uh, Dodonoff. I mean, three
1: goals in the two games. Welcome back to uh, (laughs) Dodonoff. Right before um, the the trade that wasn't apparently. I mean, I look at someone like him as such an important part. Uh, Sure. He hasn't necessarily had a $5 million season, but with all the big names going down, you know, you have to look at someone like that as someone who can possibly start carrying the team on their shoulders, so to speak. And, To an extent, he was. Um, You know, the Nashville game on Thursday, that's obviously going to be a tough game. But you look back to Florida, which was last, was that last Wednesday or Thursday? Last Thursday, Thursday, yeah, I was at that game. Yeah, David versus Goliath, as as a coach stated. They got it done. Um, Nashville is not Florida. So long and short of it, a four-game winning streak, A, is necessary and needed right now but not by any means out of their own possibility. Nashville, Chicago, and then a two set with Seattle.
0: Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. And uh, wouldn't that be something if the Kraken are the team that knocks VGK out of the playoff picture? Um, Outside of personnel, what do you think has to change? You know, for me, I've just been harping on this so much. I just think one of the reasons why I think Pete DeBoer could be in trouble is because he just has the same structure and it has not changed. And again, when you talk about the second meeting in a week against Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg they clog the middle again this week. I mean, how many times is this going to happen where VGK has to take the outside shots? They always get beat like that. It's Boer's system. And So again, is is So trying to put a nail in the coffin for Pete DeBoer? Because he's like, yeah, we played too much on the outside. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Here we go again. I mean, that system, if if DeBoer can survive this season, he has to change the system. It's just, it's so predictable. And you know what else? I've heard the AHL players who come up from Henderson, from the Silver Knights, they say, it's easy for us to step in to the VGK roles because why? We play the same system in the minor leagues. You start scouting you know, Silver Knights games, VGK games, and I think you're going to get a pretty good read on this team.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I always have an old school mentality. Put the puck on the net, good things happen, which is a statement that will stand the test of time. But how often are we looking in a spot where VGK is putting up 35, 38, 40, 42, 45 shots, And losing by not even just one, but, you know, multiple goals at times. You go back to that series we mentioned earlier, Vancouver two years ago when it went to game seven after being up three to one, and they outshot them by such large margins. And you see that still happening now. And sure, you got to get bodies to the net, screen the goalie and all those things. But also as fans, when they make that one extra pass, we're all yelling the shoots So yes, long and short of it, something needs to change. And I think Dober has just taken the older school approach in the sense that it's a numbers game, more pucks we put on the net, more times we should score. But, you know, again, as a fan, not necessarily talking as someone covering the team with you as a fan, it's starting to get pretty stale. And, you know, Dober has basically said it, it's, it's, it's a results game. All that matters is the end results, and there is a plan they seem to be sticking to, and it's shoot, 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 shoots, but the goalies, they're, they're getting easy looks.
0: Yeah, and despite all these injuries, VGK has played uninspired at times, so I felt like they might have, yes, they played hard in the Winnipeg game, and they played hard against Minnesota, but then after they get down in a game, they start to hang their heads. They start to go through the motions when they get down, they get flustered, you know, when they can't score Jonathan Marshall. So is a perfect example of the frustration that has set in on this team because you know, he's, he's had like three just stupid penalties that have cost this team in the last say 15 or 20 games when they assert themselves, you know, the golden Knights can play well. Uh, Winnipeg again, they hold the jets the first meeting, 12 and a half minutes without a shot in the first period. And then yep. the floodgates open. And then the second meeting, 15 minutes of the game. Yep. But after that, they just cannot score. And, you know, I'm, I'm a person that said, going back to like December with the Donoff, ah, this guy's not worth $5 million. They got to get rid of him. Got to get him off the books. And, uh, you know, to me, he is a player and DeBoer said, he said this to some degree as well. Uh, over the uh, the past few months himself where, hey, you know, with Evgeny Dodonov, that's a player that will score in bunches and he'll score like two or three goals in two, three nights. Then and We won't hear from him for like 11 <laughs> games. And then here he comes again. And, you know, at last we checked in before the uh, trade that wasn't a trade that was rescinded. And uh, he had the, the three goals in two games. And so, you know, t- to me, again, this is a team that has to get someone to step up and score. Um, Eichel, I think, I think his, his wrist or his hand is a lot worse on the, the right hand. He injured it in the Florida game that I went to, and we watched him go down the tunnel, and he was in a lot of pain. I'm surprised he came back, but he could be more injured than we even know. He's not taking faceoffs. And again, they're banged up, and they just need to play with more emotion and more spirit, and they have to maintain this for the full 60 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, hit, hit a lot of things there. Going back to March or so and the penalties, I mean, it's unfortunate. He is viewed as one of the leaders of the team. And, again, I, I do referee ice hockey games. I will make sure I qualify that with. I do some of the mid to higher level kids games, and primarily I do a lot of beer games. A lot of beer league games. And they're a ton of fun to do. I love being out there. You get some players every now and then that get a little bit upset. And I saw March so do something that I see a lot when I'm, when I'm officiating <laughs> myself. And he took a penalty. I don't know it was the last game or the game before. He's chirping the ref all, all the way down. Fine, that happens. And the ref is assessing the penalty to the scorekeeper. And March so is just sitting at the edge of the box yelling like he wants the ref to give him another penalty. His head at that point, he's completely out of the game. He is completely out of the game. And when
0: one of your leaders is doing that, you know, that that spirals
1: at that point. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I I wanted to ask you uh, with Jack Eichel, just from your observation, because last week was the first time that I got to see him play live as a member of EGK. And to me, Jack Eichel is by far the best player on the ice for the Golden Knights. And I am very concerned that they won't have any matches for him on the top line, we saw some chemistry when Max Pacioretty was in the lineup for the Golden Knights. We saw some chemistry there, but no one seems to dive down and try to go after the puck. When when Eichel is just circling and trying to cycle the puck and doing what he does best, he can pass the puck like I, I don't think I've seen you know out of anyone that's played for the Golden Knights, at least. Uh, can they get anyone to match up with him on this Golden Knights roster?
1: Eichel is the most unique player that I've seen live, you know, for the Golden Knights. Um, First couple of games, you could see he was getting his feet under him, but now that he's got the confidence, understands the system in real time and in real speed, he creates so much time out there. He creates so much time. He also has a scoring touch when he's close by. Um, But, and and you mentioned earlier, a cycle. Prior to Jack Eichel, how often did you see under either of our coaches – you don't see a lot of cycling. It's, you know, again, a bit not necessarily old school, but I never really saw any cycling until Jack Eichel came. And to your point, yes, we need another finisher out there. And you've seen marchiso and Carlson out there. The original line one theory was going to be Stone, Pacioretty, and Eichel. And I think they maybe had a portion of a game together, if I'm not mistaken, until someone got hurt. Insert any player you'd like to that. Um, but on paper, a line of you know, Stone, mm-hmm. Eichel, and Patcharetti, or not even Stone, someone like Carlson, I think, yeah, which I think is very creative.
0: Yeah, Stone, to me, I don't think is fast enough for Eichel. He might position himself and be in the right spots. That's fair. But it might take him a while to get there, if that makes any sense. And again, this is just my impression from the outside, you know, looking in and uh, just some of my observations. And I thought uh, at the trade deadline that they might try to, yes, clear some money off of the books, but also uh, I had two other needs, like somebody who's a speedy skater on that top line uh, that can match up with Eichel. And I think there is some chemistry again with Max Pacioretty and Eichel uh, and then a goaltender. I really felt that they uh, needed a playoff tested goaltender and yeah, that's, that's my view.
1: That's fair. And, you know, Leonard hopefully is supposed to be that person Going back to this uh, salary cap roulette, though, and, you know, saying what you want about Leonard, he's the man because he's what we got. And if they would have made another deal, then that would have indicated that Leonard might be out for significantly longer than, you know, he's leading us on, but based on his comments to some local media members as of late. Um, but Leonard's who we got, and he has taken us very nicely through some playoff runs before. I think he can do it again. I really do. Um, I know a lot of the VGK faithful might not, uh, you know, share that same perspective, but you know, Leonard doesn't got to do what Flurry did in 17, 18. He doesn't. He needs to be a big body and make his layups and give the team a reasonable shot to win because
0: healthy. I'll put this roster against any roster in hockey. Chris healthy. out. Chris, where where can uh, the fans find you on social media? Are you on Twitter or any of the other social media platforms?
1: Uh, Right now, my primary social media would be at TD Chris G. T-D Chris G on Twitter.
0: We appreciate you joining us today. And coming up on Friday's show, a recap of the Vegas-Nashville game. And we will preview Saturday's matinee against the Blackhawks. We thank you all for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Your hosts are Steele Roden and Flip Livingstone, and they help you to be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. I am Tony Kudasko for Chris Golick. We thank him for joining us today. We thank all of you for joining us, and we'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.